Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. The esteemed Dr. John Lott will join us, author of More Guns, Less Crime. And what's going on amongst state legislatures and governors, they are ignoring Supreme Court precedent willy-nilly. And it's more yet another chapter in this lawless book where a convention, precedent, statutory language is thrown out the window in order to keep power. And it's really it's really getting to the point of being scary, and no further evidence or Exhibit A in all of that is the fact that it's pretty clear to most people that the Biden regime, the Democrat media complex, is just going to throw the book at Trump and keep throwing it at Trump uh, until they get him in a place where he can't possibly win. And they're doing it. You know, by by making certain that all the campaign money he raises is going to legal expenses. Now, this latest indictment, um, and we can go over the indictments, and I can do that real quick for you if you like. I've done it on my page at jasonlewis.substack.com, and I did it, quite frankly. I predicted this in my book, Party Animal, The Truth About President Trump, Power Politics, and the Partisan Press, available at Barnes & Noble and Audible uh, for a uh, audio version. It's all in there. Um, but remember, when, when Hillary Clinton created Perkins Coy and um, Fusion GPS, we now know, I knew at the time, but we now have the evidence from Durham and even the special counsel's report, that the Hillary campaign and the DNC created this false dossier, and then she listed that as legal services on her campaign finance form. She got a letter from the FEC saying that was wrong and you know it, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to fine you. That was it. A fine, which is usually the way campaign finance violations are handled, by the way. But not with Donald Trump. Donald Trump signs an NDA with Stormy Daniels, like it or not. But he can't put that on his campaign finance report. That'd be like putting your your lease of a Mercedes Benz and paying for it with campaign money. You would get indicted or not indicted, but you'd be fined for that. Personal expenses are not allowed to be paid for out of campaign funds by and large. I mean, if, you, if you're traveling, you get gas money or meals, that's different. But this would not be allowed, so he didn't do it. If he would have done it, he would have been fined. But because he didn't put that down, the New York Manhattan District Attorney under New York law says, well, that's actually a business records violation according to state law, even though it's the violation in federal law, which he piggybacked on, was not even prosecuted because there was no violation. That's how bizarre these theories are in coming up with indicting Trump. And, of course, I don't have to tell you about the Mar-a-Lago raid because Trump's point is the Presidential Records Act reigns supreme. Well, the indictment doesn't even mention that. It goes back to the Espionage Act of 1917, alleging Trump was a spy, which we now know was also a con- concoction of the of the uh, Democrat media complex. I mean, it's, it's so perverse and bizarre. I can't believe it's even there. Now they charge him for incitement, subversion, repeated lies about the 2020 election. That's the latest indictment. And yet... In order to make it sound more official, 
in order to actually make it a violation, they have to charge him with conspiracy under 18 U.S.C. 241, a conspiracy against the voters, because he said he thought the election was stolen. Well, now, wait a minute. If, if he caused the riot on January 6th, who is he conspiring with? Where is the evidence that he conspired with anybody on January 6th? He gave a speech. That was it. He didn't know the funny little guy with the coyote hat, the QAnon shaman, whatever he was called. He didn't know the guy. He didn't conspire with anybody. Mike Pence even said he didn't feel pressured by Trump's tweets. So where are the co-conspirators? They're not listed in the indictment. Oh, surprise, surprise. They're still working on those. They're not listed in the indictment. So it's a situation here where they had to concoct this. Now, they'll probably indict John Eastman, Trump's lawyer who said, under my view of the independent state legislature version of the elections clause, state legislatures can set up their own set of electors. Now, he may have been wrong, and there's a recent ruling in North Carolina on the Moore case that suggests the court doesn't believe that, and John Roberts doesn't believe it. But that's a legal opinion. Right or wrong, that is not indictable. So we're in, in a brave new world here, in new territory, that is very, very scary, and I want to hear your take on it all. And whether, by the way, this persuades you to support Trump in 24, or, oh gosh, I just don't want any more of this, and I'm just going to, I don't care what they do to my First Amendment, I, I'm just out of here, I don't care. Because um, that is really where we are, I mean, in all of this, it, it's... It's a situation where it's not an indictment against Trump any longer. It's an indictment against you. Oh, by the way, and Tucker Carlson is no longer on the air. Gee, there's a coincidence. I just want to reiterate one more time before we break and then go to the calls. I do want to open the last, uh, the last, or this next hour for calls at, uh, at 570 But if we are now going to say that conspiring to lie about an election or anything is indictable, then we all ought to join a class action suit against every CNN story that they've printed since Donald Trump announced his candidacy, because damn near all of them have been lies. They got sued by... Devin Nunez by the Covington High Schooler kid. Remember the Covington High, High School kids? Settled, CNN settled with them. MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Talking Points Memo. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a brave new world. And the question is, whether we have the tenacity to defend that document that separates us from a third world dictatorship, the Constitution. 
All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Continue with all the latest from D.C. and beyond, and I'm telling you, there's so much going on. I talked about these co-conspirators, how John Eastman might be one, but they were not named They were not named in the indictment. So Trump was led a conspiracy for January 6th, let's just say. He led the conspiracy for the the, the riot on January 6th. None of the indictment co-conspirators will be from January 6th. Maybe Rudy Giuliani, might be John Eastman, might be Sidney Powell. Who knows? But they won't be January 6th. So the whole thing is crap. It is so transparent. It it is a test of the American people as to whether or not we have won the war on drugs. Because if you can't see through this, you are high. Uh, It's so bizarre. I'm just dumbfounded. Gobsmacked, as they say. Oh, and by the way, in other news today, (laughs) the House committee... Uh, it's a foreign affairs committee, I think it's a subcommittee on China, has sent a letter to MSCI and BlackRock, the largest asset managers in the country, leading the DEI ESG investment. And BlackRock is, a, is, is an investment firm which gathers investors' money and then buys stock, and then once they own billions and trillions of dollars in stock, they tell companies, you better comply with ESG, global warming, carbon credits, DEI, you name it. Well, now they just received a letter from this subcommittee on investigating China saying, you guys are actually funding with your investment house Chinese military ventures and uh, super, shall we say, um, intel ventures, for lack of a better description, perhaps. Anyway, they want to investigate BlackRock and and the, this is what this is what happens when you have global globalism has the be all and end all in American commerce, and this is how, this is the corruption of of American commerce and big business. When you care more about profits from China than you do about American sovereignty, you've got a problem. We saw it during COVID with the supply chain disruptions when all of our medical supplies, masks and pills and vitamins and you name it, penicillin, were coming from China. All they had to do is shut down the supply, not to mention other non-medical. You you can't maintain sovereignty if all you care about is cheap labor. Then you'll go to the cheapest place on earth. And this is the danger we've got with with the corporate C-suite types who have forsaken their, their citizenship. But we don't want to talk about that because Trump was indicted. Oh, and Devin Archer yesterday, or Monday, I guess it was, 
told the oversight committee that, well, yeah, actually, Hunter Biden and Joe looked as though they were selling out government access for money. But we can't talk about that because Trump was indicted. Oh, and the border's wide open with the fentanyl crisis going on and entire communities being transformed. And, you know, Kias and Hyundais are being carjacked by, uh, by thugs, many of whom not from here. That's certainly the case in the Twin Cities where, where uh, I spent so much time. But we can't talk about that because Trump was indicted. Oh, and there's a new wave of COVID, so the new CDC director wants to, wants to get tough again and make the COVID jab an annual vaccination. But we can't talk about that because Trump got indicted. You start to see the drift here? You see where we're going with this? As I said at the outset, the only question left for Americans now is, will you let the swamp get away with it? And they will get away with it initially in Washington, D.C., because the courts there are corrupt. You can, I mean, you could re- indict a Republican for jaywalking in Washington, D.C. and get a grand jury indictment. Uh, it is that bad. Now, it's not going to stay there, thankfully. And there ought to be a writ or a petition, I should say, to the Supreme Court right now, if, if I'm Trump. But the bottom line is we need to stand firm on this and just say, look, I don't know. Maybe there were Republicans out there. Maybe there were talk show hosts out there who said that Hillary Clinton should have been indicted along with Jimmy Carter when they said the 2016 election was stolen. Maybe they were out there. Maybe you remember those. Or when John Kerry called the 2004 election rigged, maybe there were prosecutors who wanted to indict them for that. I, you know, I, I just don't recall any. But now that Trump has done it, well, we got we to throw the guy in jail. I, wa- I want you to read the indictment. And I've gone over it in my Substack page, jasonlewis.substack.com. Take a look at that. Read it. And if that doesn't scare the bejeebers out of you as an American with free speech rights, I really don't know what will. Because it is absolutely terrifying what, indeed, they're proposing here. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I think this is my first time in for Pete, right? Uh, I've been in for Vince and Brett, I believe, a couple of times and always enjoy talking with my friends in the Carolinas. I spent five years at WBT, some of the best years of my life, and then uh, spent uh, 115th Congress as a member from Minnesota. So a little background here on how the things work inside the Beltway is appropriate, and I'm trying to provide it, especially in these monumental times when politicians can be indicted if they are on the wrong side of the aisle. And let's be clear, that's that's what this is about. 
Trump is being indicted because he wants to run against Joe Biden and the regime is going after him. That is not an American virtue. That is a virtue of a third world despot. And I'm afraid that's what Jack Smith and Merrick Garland represent, which is why I've been urging the House all day long to drop articles of impeachment. Oh, there goes that crazy talk show host, Lewis. No wonder his time in Washington was so short. I wouldn't trade my viewpoints for the world, even if it meant 10 more terms. Because at some point, at some point, you got to stand up for something. And I, it's a judgment call, but at some point, You've got to say enough is enough. And I think with yesterday's ridiculous indictment, we have indeed reached that point. Jane from Charlotte, you're first up this segment on the Pete Callender Show with me, Jason Lewis. Hi. Uh, Yes, Jason. I've talked to you many times. I've talked to you when I had my cable show here. And I wanted to tell you, I was on 28 years. When I left the show in 2020, I was number one. And we had all the state (laughs) offices of the Republican Party, and 95% of them won their election. And I did give it How can I forget you, Jane? Go ahead. I said, how could I forget you? Of course I remember. No, okay. What I want to say is, you've ever heard the expression, God gives, gives much to some people like you, and much is expected. I think that you should take over the Rush Limbaugh show, go to EIB for the next two years until this next election, and start doing what you're doing now and getting people to get involved. Like, they can call their representatives now in Washington. They can call McCarthy. They can call all the, uh, the different ones that are doing these uh, uh, you know, doing all this stuff, call them individually. If you have to stay on the phone all day, call them and say, we need an impeachment now. Well, right but then I'd get indicted for insurrection. Exactly. And write them down. And the first one that should go <laughs> is uh, Merrick Garland. He is so mad that he didn't get on the uh, uh, Supreme Court that he is vengeance. And the Lord said, vengeance is mine. It's not his. So you know where his soul is going. He doesn't care. He's so full of hate. Well, I mean, Mitch McConnell ostensibly is the guy that kept him off the court, and Mitch isn't. Mitch says the most important thing is Ukraine. Well, Ukraine, uh, we're sending all our money to Ukraine because Biden has got involved in that, and he's trying to bail them out, and we're bailing right. out with our money instead of feeding our people here. He's feeding them. He's helping them out. I hate. I don't care for Russia, but, you know, uh, I think we've gotten too involved, and uh, he, he didn't send the missiles and all that stuff very uh, quickly. He dragged everything out. He, he sounds like he's trying to uh, not offend Russia either. Biden is, uh, is a manipulator. He's a criminal. He's, he's our Hitler of the United States, and he should be gone, and Merrick Garland also. They all need to be gone, and we can do something about it. I ha- I was well, don't sugarcoat it, Jane. Give it to us straight. Uh, well, look, I was an I, citizen, and I just took charge and got a show going and got elected, I mean, and I paid for it. I did it all basically myself. So anybody can do it. All you have to do is start writing letters, start getting meetings together, start organizing, and if necessary, go to Washington and let them know that we are millions of people. Actually, the Roman Catholic has 60 million people in the United States. If we all get our guns and go to Washington, you don't think they're going to listen to us? They are. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. You're, you're, you're... <laughs> right, well, Jane. Thank you for... Uh, uh, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Um, look, we, th- th- you have to understand, folks, what they're trying to do. They're trying to poke the bear, as it were. Um, they're trying to poke people like Jane into doing what they are falsely accusing them of doing. And when you start to engage that sort of rhetoric that Jane just did, you are fulfilling their wish. 
Well, you've got to you've got to vehemently oppose what they're doing. You've got to get mad. That's right. But if you start to do something outside the law, for instance, if you start to do something um, that, that they could then consider, well, this really is a violation of the law, well, then you fulfilled exactly what they want. We've got to we've got to stay calm and yet be forceful in our approach to remedying a real constitutional crisis here. And that crisis is that the current administration and the current bureaucracy has weaponized law enforcement and perhaps the national intelligence apparatus. And they've weaponized it against their fellow Americans. There are two ways to stop that. One, you know, just total chaos and anarchy, which I'm not in favor of. Um, And I'm certainly not in favor of inciting that. But two is through the political legal process that you have your representatives still in power to hold those people accountable. And that's why I'm imploring people to say, look, What we think Merrick Garland and Jack Smith did was unconstitutional. We think it's an impeachable offense. We're going to drop articles of impeachment tomorrow. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. And then we're going to start calling witnesses. We're going to, I mean, that's the way to handle it, in my view. But if you start getting radical about it, you're going to fulfill exactly what they want. They want to force you, Jane, into losing your cool and then doing something which might be illegal. And then they can actually put you in jail for good. And, and this is the danger that I mentioned a moment ago. There aren't going to be as many calm heads when people get poked, when they start to see their individual liberties be removed. People lose their cool. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so this is the, the balancing act, the judgment we have to undertake. And it's, it's tragic it's come to this. And it's tragic that Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and Joe Biden have put this country and put America into a situation where literally disagreeing with them is a criminal enterprise. That is an outrage. Um, But that's why we have the political opposition, at least what's left of it, and they they need to be encouraged to do their duty. And to do their duty right now, it's tough. It's not pleasant. But again, as I said earlier, if House Republicans don't look at this as impeachable and do nothing, they give the, the imprimatur of legitimacy on what Jack Smith has just done. It can't be Donald Trump alone fighting this. It can't be you alone fighting this. It's got, we've got to be everybody. And, you know, I tell you the people that have brought this upon the country as well are the never-Trumpers. Are all of those people at National Review that ran the pay, you know, the magazine against Trump, all of the Rick Wilsons of the world who are unstable in their own right, all of these people, um, the Mitt Romneys of the world, you name it, they are just as culpable as Joe Biden in all of this. Their hatred for Trump has, has subsumed their common sense, and they've placed it above the constitutional architecture of the republic. We'll talk to John and also Carrie Sloan. Now, Carrie Sloan is a domestic violence advocate who happens to also be a Second Amendment advocate, and she's got a personal story to tell and personal experience about, boy, it's better to have a gun and not need it than to not have one and need it. 
And it's so bizarre what's going on. There was an article in The Atlantic, David Frum, who's a true, true despicable person. David Frum wrote, the goal is not responsible gun ownership. The goal is to, to disarm America, to get rid of all the guns. Now, <laughs> it's, it's shocking that someone could say that, but it's classic for the Atlantic magazine, which, by the way, ought to be sued for the lies it told in the uh, Trump. Not sued, indicted now. Criminal, put them in jail. Everybody at the Atlantic ought to be put in jail for the lies they told about Russian collusion. That is the template that was set down by Jack Smith yesterday, and we ought to apply it to the Atlantic. But nevertheless, Carrie Sloan will have a harrowing story to tell. She's the executive director of the Crime Prevention Research Center and Dr. John Lott on the Second Amendment. And the reason I'm bringing this up, to be honest with you, and I hate to sound alarmist, don't want to sound like Jane after all, by the way, Jane, I think e- yeah, the uh, EIB network has got their own pair of hosts there uh, these days. But I have filled in for them, too, as well as I used to for Rush. But broadcasting is, is a strange place these days. Nevertheless, um, I, I got to tell you, the, the fact is that they, they do want to disarm America. And, and they can come after the weaponization of law enforcement and all of that uh, you know, I think that's always first. But this notion, whether you're on a subway in New York or your car's getting hijacked in Minneapolis, that you don't have an inherent right of self-defense is strange to me. Absolutely strange. And I don't know what the zeal is. And there's 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 reams of data to show that that. The, the, the idea, as John, we'll go over John's thesis too, more guns, less crime, that, you know, good fences make good neighbors. And when people, when criminals think that they might get pushed back, they tend not to be so bold. But when they know it's a gun-free zone, as corporate America loves to declare, a gun-free movie theater, why they've got free reign. Um, and I don't know why... People think, and this is the bottom line, really, on this. We'll get into it with John. Why people think that a law-abiding person, a sane person, a person who just wants to protect their family with a firearm is a threat to anyone, to anyone. That's the question to ask. It's not the question, are guns dangerous? Are criminals with guns bad? Those are not the questions. The question is, is a law-abiding person with a gun a threat to you? And, of course, the answer is no. So why would you ban it? Why would you make it more difficult? Anyway, we'll get into all of that because uh, we also have some some data to show from New Jersey to Minnesota to all over. Uh, These Democrat-controlled areas are ignoring Supreme Court precedent on this as well. And it's... Man, they're just coming after every aspect of the Bill of Rights. I hate to say it, but they really are. And I I never thought I'd see it in my day, and I lived through the 60s. But I never thought I would see such an assault coming from our own government on what, what makes us special, and that is these inherent civil liberties. They're spying on their political opponents. They're going after parents at school boards school board meetings they're going after their they're they're trying to persecute and put in jail their political opponents i mean at some point 
Americans, I would think, would wake up and simply say, okay, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but this is getting a little bit odd. And that's really going to be what's fascinating now going forward the next few months into the campaign, the reaction of most Americans. Not whether you're a Trump fan or a Trump detractor, just whether are you comfortable are you comfortable with politicizing and criminalizing um, political dissent? That's the bottom line, and that's where we're at right now. And it's it's pretty darn scary. It really is. And I think, unfortunately, uh, Dr. Lott is going to add to that when um, when he joins us next hour. And then coming up on Friday, Eric Bowling, Newsmax has just enjoyed exceptional ratings uh, over the last book uh and it's it's we're gonna have a fascinating discussion with eric bowling he was formerly of fox now he's on newsmax over the future of conservative media you heard jane a minute ago say how come you're not jason how you were one of russia's favorite fill-ins how come you didn't get that that post and and you know i've got my (laughs) i don't want to get into that but the bottom line is simply um it's a strange time for conservative media because on the one hand you've got the, the cancel culture. On the other hand, you've got corporate America trying to cancel conservative media. Uh, they boycotted Tucker Carlson's show, and Fox was afraid uh, that they would lose these legacy advertisers, so they get rid of him and all the rest. Um, it makes it very, very difficult. Then you add to the technological challenges that are happening to traditional broadcast, and it becomes a really, really interesting scenario. We'll get into that with Eric Bowling on Friday. We'll have open lines tomorrow. And coming up next, Dr. John Lott and a very special guest on the, the importance of the Second Amendment when we return. So stick around at News Talk 1110 WBT.